Hey there, this is Angel Donovan with episode 76 of Dating Skills Podcast. Today we're diving back into the world of image, fashion, and style. And you may have seen that we've covered this topic before. We've had an episode with Vince Lynn talking a lot about the psychology of it. Uh, and also Brent Smith, uh, part of the episode with Brent Smith, also covered some of it. And today we're going to cover it again, and we're going to cover it in, in more depth. And I think it's a great episode and one not to be missed because this is a subject that I find really, really important and not given the emphasis that it needs to. For instance, in the academy, in the Dating Skills Academy, we, we get nearly all of the guys to put up photos of themselves so we can see how they are. And there's nearly always things that they can improve upon. And that will have an immediate impact literally within a week, two weeks on their dating results, on how they're doing with women and socially in general. So I love this area because it's so underutilized, it's so underworked on, and you can get, it's a very high lever area, something like you can put a little effort in, a little bit of investment of time and a bit of money, and you can get a lot more out of your life in dating and so on. So please do not ignore this area. I keep on saying this, but I know some of you do. So let's get into today's interview and see who we got. So the guest today is Ryan Majin, and he's written a book called 51 Handsome Guy Secrets Program. I asked him to come onto the show because we thought this was a great book for people starting out with it. It's not too complicated. It's very straightforward. It is 51 basically inside tips on how to improve your image, fashion, and style pretty quickly. And what's great about this is that Ryan really came out of nowhere. We hadn't heard of him. And uh, really the only reason we did review his book, because we actually have a long list of stuff we always have to review. And we try to focus on, on the good products, the ones that are popular, the ones that you're asking us to review. And uh, really what happened here was like that Jason Capital introduced us to Ryan and said like, this is really good stuff. You should check it out. So you'll have seen Jason on previous episodes. We trusted his uh, viewpoint. And we're glad we did because it was really a great product. And you can check out our review to see what we thought of that. So more about Ryan. Ryan has really dedicated himself to this area, as you'll see. He's very passionate about it. And what I love again about him is that he's come out of nowhere. He's he's really just got into this. So he's kind of like a self-starter. And he's been working very hard to get his advice out there and developing his programs. Um, so he's putting a lot of effort into it. And this really comes across in today's episode, which is packed full of tips that you can start getting to work on as soon as you finished. And please do make sure you take some of the tips today and start acting on them straight away because there's no excuses. Results really quickly. Uh, you can't ignore that. Okay, so I get a lot of email that I just can't answer from you guys because of the crazy volume these days. Getting a lot of it, asking for advice, asking which programs you should use or like how to get your girlfriend back, all this kind of stuff, you know. So I can't deal with all the email is just too much of it. So what we've done is we've set up a voicemail. We've set up a US number and an international voicemail number where you can drop me a message and I'll get that answered for you. What I've done is I've reserved some time with Jackson on every Monday and we'll just sit down and we'll answer any of the questions which are dropped into the voicemails on Mondays together. So whatever question you have, anything about dating, sex or relationships, about products or anything else that we cover, you can just drop a message in there for Jackson or me or both of us, up to you. So um, how to get the voicemail numbers to call, very simple. Go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash newsletter. Put your email in there and the first email will give you the voicemails and you can call them whenever and as much as you like. So as usual for today's episode, to make it easy for you to get the links to anything we talk about and the show notes to download the MP3 of the show, you can go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And you'll find the list of all the podcasts there, including the last one right at the top. I'm Angel Donovan, and this is the Dating Skills Podcast. This is a 14-year ongoing mission to discover the truth about what works in dating, sex, and relationships. To become a better man. Join me as I leave no stone unturned. Chase down every expert, role model, and mentor with insights to get us to that goal as fast as possible. This show is about bringing you the best of that information so that you can take it in and change your life for the better, step by step, episode by episode. 
Hey, Ryan, it's awesome to have you on the show. I appreciate you having me on there, man. Thank you. So let me know a bit about your background first. How did you get into all this fashion and style stuff? Um, absolutely. Well, first off, I mean, I never was into fashion. That's, that's the funny part. I didn't even like it, didn't care about it, didn't even know about it, had no intention on ever learning about it. It wasn't until um, I kind of became an entrepreneur, um, like, like most of us are in this type, these types of businesses that we work online. And I was doing really well, making really good money. And I could kind of wear whatever I wanted, didn't have to care about looking good ever. So I kind of had that mentality and I moved into like a luxury apartment area um, in my downtown area. I live in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida here. And, you know, I was paying a lot of money for rent. So I kind of thought I was a shit and I was throwing parties. And I met, I actually met a girl and, uh, who lived underneath me and she's my, now my current girlfriend. And uh, we've been together now about, I guess it'd be like, if you count the little breakup with them, I'm going to explain about, um, <laughs> I, I guess it's about three years now. Uh, okay. But we were together for a while and she was kind of, and it's around that time that my business was kind of falling apart. Um, Google, I was doing a lot of stuff with Google and uh, SEO, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, but um, I was doing a lot of questionable things with Google SEO and right. I had, I had right. a very unstable business, although it was bringing me in quite a large income while it was working. Um, it was very unstable and not very sustainable, but I thought I was invincible and whatever. One thing led to another and that fell apart, but it fell apart right in after we had just moved in together. So I went from, you know, we'll say making, I don't know, like seven, ten thousand dollars a month to making about two thousand dollars a month. Um, and that was the price of rent at our at our apartment. <laughs> so uh, we uh, after so I kind of freaked out a little bit and you know, fast forward a little bit, things were kind of rocky and shaky for about uh, about about another year after that. And she was like really on the fast track in her career. So, and she runs two medical clinics now. Uh, she does really well, very brilliant girl. Uh, but she was really mingling with doctors, lawyers, really higher up city officials. Like, and they were, one thing is, is she was kind of embarrassed to bring me around because I was like this dude who worked on the internet. And like, I always dressed like a little punk skateboarder kid because that's how I grew up. I grew up racing BMX um, and extreme sports were always like a part of my life. So I had that attitude, sideways hats, you know, skate shoes, cut off right. shorts, you know, 95% of my wardrobe had no sleeves. <laughs> so it was just, I looked like a young kid and she, she was a little embarrassed about that. And she had other things going on in her life. So we ended up breaking up and that's when things kind of like really, I guess you could say hit rock bottom. Like I had no money saved up. I had to move into like a really crappy apartment with my friend. I, and I was like, man, I need to change. And at that point, it was like, I took it out of spite. I was like, oh, if you want to, you know, you want to date people that wear suits, you know, fuck you. I'll be the coolest looking dude ever. And I'll be the most well-dressed guy in the room every time I go walk out that door. So, so, I, your, so your girlfriend started dating guys? Um, well, uh, she, she never really started dating. It was just, I, I kind of took offense to the fact that she was embarrassed to bring me around guys that were wearing suits. Like, that was just my entire, like, you know, you just pick one thing and you're just mad about it. Like, that was my thing. And I was like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to just be the best rest dude ever. And that sparked this entire like, passion for men's style. And I started really reading blogs, reading books, um, like studying, you know, like guys like Donald Trump and very wealthy men who wore suits all the time. And just, it, it became an obsession. And I, and I'm a very obsessive person. Like I really love health and fitness. So when I'm trying a new program, I'm like hundred percent immersed in it. And I read everything I can about that certain thing. And the same thing happened with style. And over the course of, I guess it was like six, seven months that me and her were not together. I basically threw all my clothes out, started from scratch, started buying just singular piece by piece. Now, when I started, I didn't have any really money. I didn't have any money saved and I had to get a new apartment. So I had to buy like a bed and like I had nothing. So like all my savings that I, little bit that I had went to just really just making my life a little more comfortable. Like where I, so I had something to sleep. It wasn't an air mattress. So I took like little bit by little every week when I got paid, I just, you know, I buy a pair of boots here. I buy a nice shirt here. I take a jacket to the tailor and one by one, I just started reinventing my wardrobe. And the, when I started doing that, I would still, you know, I was a single guy at the time. So I would go out and it, things just started getting very easy. Drinks getting handed to me. Bartenders were serving me first. Women were hitting on me. And I'm like, holy shit, what the hell's going on? Like, this has never happened to me before. And it was a hundred percent because I had this, like this unspoken confidence because of how I was dressing. And, 
you know, just to pair, uh, go back a little bit, I never really had a problem meeting women. Um, I, I was, I'm naturally, I'm a very social person. So meeting women and like hooking up with girls was never very hard for me. But being that I was kind of out of practice, you know, being in a relationship or at that time when we broke up, it was like two years. I, you know, I had, I was, I, I was very rusty, but I just started dressing better. And literally women were hitting on me. And I, I'd never had that before, even in my you know, time of being like really social, I never had, it was never that easy. And Did you find that different women were taking an interest in you yes. than the ones previously? Like, did you notice any difference between your, your hat backwards days? I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it uh, versus where you, you brought yourself to what are types of women you were hooking up with or who were noticing you changing? Yes. And that's kind of what spawned. And we can talk about it later with my products. Certain, the way I dressed specifically attracted certain types of women. When I, when I would go out, let's say it was a Friday night, I would go out early. Like let's say I'd hit a happy hour. I'd wear, you know, like a, a, a nice fitting blazer, some dark jeans, a nice pair of boots and a, and a button up. And it would be my shirt would be tucked in and I would, I would look really, really, you know, very wealthy, I guess you could say. And that would attract, you know, a little older women looking for more, we'll say comfortable uh, kind of, kind of vibe. So, and I knew they were looking for money. And if I, let's say that I wore a leather jacket with a white t-shirt, dark jeans and like a more of a rugged pair of boots that would attract kind of like more of a rocker type of girl, girl with like that likes tattoos and things like, I mean, so it was really weird. And then if I would, if I would take uh, like a hipster look, I'd wear like real skinny pants, I'd like a pair of suspenders or something. And, you know, thick rim glasses, I, I'd get an entirely different type of girl. So I was really starting to see the patterns of what I wore as opposed, as opposed to what type of women would walk up to me or would be more apt to me. If I said hello to them, they would talk back. So definitely 100% what you wear will attract a certain type of girl. Like if you're into like a Latino, like if you're a Latino guy and you like big baggy pants, like Nike Air Jordans, and you know, they, you're, that's the type of girl you're going to attract. So right. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of correlation with what you wear as opposed to what you're going to attract. And I also did find that when I, was wear, when I dressed up in a suit, I did attract a very pretty, really good looking girl. But she wasn't always into me for being me. It was always like, oh, this guy must make money. He must be in finance. He must do this because he's wearing a suit because who wears a suit to a bar on a Friday night if they don't work in that type of environment. <laughs> so you, I definitely, you're hundred percent correct there. P, the, the type of girl that uh, walks up to you and says hello, or that is more attractive to you is hundred percent related to how you look. And I mean, a lot of people don't want to think that people are that judgmental in life, but I, I mean, that's just being very naive because people judge you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you're talking about women approaching you, that really, really shows it. The, which ones are going to be more attracted, more interested. And I, I guess I want to take a step back here, but I want to make sure we talk about social comfort and how people have their kind of social comfort spheres. And that goes for women and who they approach also. But I want to get a bit more information about you. Like, where are you? Where do you live? How old are you? You said you're back with your girlfriend now. Is that a serious relationship or what's the deal? Yeah, I'm 31 now. So, um, and I, I've really been a you know, full out of this style thing for, I guess, the last two years now or so. And I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. So I'm not really, we have a downtown area, but it's not exactly, it's not like New York City. And, and how you dress as opposed to where you live is going to, is you're going to get a lot of different types of responses with that too. So obviously if you live in New York City, whereas living in St. Petersburg, Florida, if I were just, if I just kind of try to look good every time I go out, I look better than 90% of everybody in a bar. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, I can imagine that it's very different compared to New York or L.A. where, you know, there's a whole different. Actually, each city in the U.S. I find is different, like San Diego, L.A., New York. You can really, really see the differences. And you even see it in their Tinder photos and their online dating photos as well. I mean, there's a completely different amount of effort. Like you compare L.A. to, say, San Diego. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's like professional photos for everyone versus just these snapshots taken with iPhones uh, kind of deal. And, and you see that in the dress as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's like, like I tell people too, the first thing I say is, is uh, I have a rule and this is kind of one of like a very actionable item that people can take from this. And it, it's, you want to be the one step above every guy in the room. And what, if you live in like, let's say a backwards county in Idaho, it's not hard to be one step above every, I mean, it's not dirty t-shirt and be a step above the guy and everybody in the room. If you live in New York city, you got to be rocking a really, really nice outfit to be one step above everybody in the room. But, and then situations like that, I always kind of revert back to go, 
one step below everybody in the room because it's a lot more affordable for everybody to be a little more rugged and badass looking than the guy that's all primed up looking like he's just walked off of Wall Street. So like there's that, that's kind of like my my gauge when I when I first like work with my clients is like just think one step above. And that's very simple to do. I mean, in your average town, you go to a nice club, most people are going to wear a button up and a nice pair of slacks and a nice pair of dress shoes. That's like you're going out attire and that and they think they look amazing. They're like, I dressed up tonight. Well, you take it one step above that. You could wear the same outfit as the guy that's wearing that, but you just get your outfit tailored. So your pants fit you perfect. Your shirt's not baggy and, and like overflowing out of your uh, out of your belt. And you just look amazing because you took the extra time and you spent like $20 more than the guy there and you got all your stuff to fit you perfectly. And that that's like a huge concept in fashion is fit is everything. You don't want, I mean, most people buy very ill-fitting clothing and it makes them look very unattractive. Right, you're right, you're right. And I love this relative thing we're talking about here, right? So it's all relative to the way you're living, basically, and there's kind of standards around you. So I just wanted to put this like weird example out there. Say you went for the really awesome, cool look, right? really well cut, everything from LA look, and you're in this backward town. What kind of an impact is that going to have? Well, once you, and the same that, once you get comfortable in what you're wearing, and this is kind of like, I mean, I work with a lot of clients, uh, like one-on-one and stuff, and it's a very discomfortable feeling to start dressing up nice because uh, if you have the same group of friends and they're going to, they're going to mess with you. I mean, we all have friends or, like, you know, we talk shit to each other, whatever. But if you're like the guy that wore, you know, like my, myself, for example, I was the guy that looked like a skater BMX rider who never had sleeves on. Like, and then I go from that to wearing like tailored blazers and button ups and like slim jeans and nice boots. I got a lot of backlash on my friends. So it was a, and I was just like, no, you guys are just comfortable. I'm uncomfortable right now. So I'm growing as a person. I'm involving. You guys are staying. So you have to kind of coach yourself to be, you know, through these, the, the first few steps. But like you were saying, if you're really, really overdressed in a place that's, that's not the, that people are accustomed to, the girls are going to fall the guys are going to hate you <laughs> instantly. Like I, I did a, a perfect example of this. I went to a wedding uh, two weekends ago. And it was on, it was a beach wedding here in Florida. We have a lot of beach weddings. So I wasn't like super, super dressed up, but I looked better than pretty much everybody that was going to be at that wedding. So I I was with a friend of mine who was going with me to the wedding as well. And he was like, oh, I was like, man, let's just fuck with people. Let's just go to a really shitty beach bar all dressed up and see what happens. Now, mind you, I have a girlfriend that, like, like I said, I have a girlfriend now. So I just gauge responses. And the first thing that happened when I got there was, the bartender walked right up to us and took our drink order. There was no waiting. And it was, a, it was an attractive girl. She was younger. And she stood in front of us and talked to us for probably 20 minutes, totally ignoring everybody else in the bar. Now, of course, this pissed the guys off at the bar. So they start saying comments like, oh, what is this guy? What are these guys right out of GQ magazine? And you can't, like, they weren't saying it loud directly to us, but I could overhear because I'm a very observant person. I, I wanted this type of response. I wanted to see what would happen. So, and, and these things you know, nothing, obviously we didn't get any fights or anything, nothing happened, but the attention that we got, the strength of our drinks were a lot stronger than I'm sure everybody else was getting in the bar. And I can only say that because she assumed that we were going to tip better because my friend is a, is a client of mine and uh, I helped him dress. I helped him, I dressed him for the wedding that we were going to, and he looked awesome too. So we, both of us looked like, I mean, literally we could walk off the pages of a GQ magazine and take pictures. So that creates uncomfortability in a lot of guys. So they, they hate on you. Yeah. I guess the points I want to make, make here are like, you're bringing them out well, is you can attract the wrong type of attention too. Um, if, if you look like you're really the piece. First of all, like, like you say, you'll get some social pressure. If you really stand out a lot, say you're in some backward town and you dress like a million dollars, you're going to get some negative attention. And depending on where your confidence is, depending on where your social skills is, you might get into situations which are a little out of hand and you're not going to be, they're not going to help you on your little journey here. So that's why I thought it was great that you brought up this uh, point of being relative, right? Just one point, um, kind of like one step ahead of the people in your area. And it's kind of this calibration thing because I could see some guys are like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to look awesome. I'm going to make this real effort. And they'll do that and they'll get some negative social pressure because it's too far out of the range kind of in their city or their area and they'll be like oh that didn't work and they'll go backwards and then never try it again unfortunately and that'd be really sad you know if that happened so i think this is a really important point to make that it's just one step ahead if you otherwise you can attract different attention like you know people are going to think you have money and i think there's there's other dimensions there which we get into i've had problems 
when I overdressed, like I was into like fashion about five years ago and I started dressing really up high and I wasn't really calibrating for the places I was going. And I had women who were looking for money, gold diggers, who would approach me or start talking to me. I had uh, people who would charge me, overcharge me, because <laughs> uh, I was in Hong Kong and sometimes they do that. Um, so I would get like double the price that everyone else got, got told that um, we were going to pay. Um, so there was annoying things like that you have to be aware of as well at the same time. And so I love the point about being relative and trying to calibrate. So is there anything you can tell guys, like how do you calibrate to where you're living to kind of get it just right? I mean, I mean, for the most part, everybody lives. I don't know. Like I travel quite around the U.S. I haven't been, I've only been to Mexico and Canada as far as going outside of the States, uh, the U.S. But you can kind of gauge where, I mean, especially if you travel a lot, I mean, you can kind of gauge what you're going to look like or what, what people are going to look like before you go somewhere. And I mean, that's kind of being judgmental on yourself, but I just keep it as being aware. And for the most cases, the average guy, uniform, I call it, I call it the average guy, because you can see that if, if somebody tries like to go out and look good, they always wear the same thing. They probably shop at the same stores. And here in the U.S., they probably buy a shirt from Express, and it's probably one size or two sizes too big. They buy black slacks from Express, and they're, and they're probably one size too big. And the shoes are probably years behind and they have a square tub. When you go to like, when you just look around your town, I mean, go out on a Friday night before you start buying clothes and stuff and just see, like kind of take a mental note of like, what are people wearing? You know? And, and, it, and it's, there's different because there's like country Western dressed up. So if you live in a very country town, there is a different dynamic there. Like a country dressed up is like a really nice hat with, but everything's very slim fit. He's got like Wranglers on. So like each area is, is it, it is different and it's hard to kind of gauge, but I have a concept that I call, uh, your daily uniform. And it's, you just start acquiring clothes that you kind of know, like, I mean, I can dress whether or not I'm going to be in a backwards country or if I'm going to New York city and I know exactly what I'm going to wear. Cause for the most part, it's the same thing. I just wear certain pieces. If I'm going to say I would make my basic uniform, a nice pair of jeans, a nice pair of boots and very slim fitting V-neck type shirts. That's it. I, and you can wear that everywhere. And that in a backwards and that and like a, and that's like my daily uniform. I wear that pretty much. I'm wearing that now. You know, like why, while we talk on this phone, I have on. I, well, I live in Florida, so I wear a lot more shorts because it's hot here. So, but I have a slim fitting uh, long sleeve V neck shirt on. Uh, my sleeves are rolled up. I have a pair of shorts on that fit very well, and I have a pair of shoes, like a, a casual pair of shoes. Like I wear the same thing day in and day out because it, you can take the pressure off yourself of knowing what to wear. Right, that's a slightly a different point. I'm sure you're doing that for the same reason as me. I buy the same pair of jeans. <laughs> every every single time and i've got basically the same t-shirts i wear and it's like the same it's, it's like your uniform concept it's you know i don't, I don't want to think about this stuff and i i know it's going to work pretty much everywhere so it's really good i'm glad you brought this up it's this kind of like a it's a good baseline in uniform that you can take anywhere if you're traveling or whatever you don't have to really think about it and guys no matter where, which city they're in they don't really have to think about it it's going to work it's going to be okay it's, it's attractive maybe it's not the most attractive or most awesome like thing you can be wearing but it's never going to put you out of the picture i mean with that baseline you may not be you it may always put you like a little bit like a little like a half step above everybody but there's also certain things you can do to really go over the top with that to really make yourself stand out and look amazing so i mean it's hard to really pinpoint like what everybody wears from every different state or country so you've got to with this like as you get into fashion i would i would start with what celebrities are wearing if you have like i mean everybody has kind of like local celebrities too like like maybe like city officials things like that that's like your upper echelon and they know what they're doing so it's like if you live in Hollywood, you look at like what Matthew McConaughey, Brad Pitt's wearing, that's like full out. Like they're, they're getting dressed for those specific events. So that's like the top, you know, well, can you go a little under that and then still be higher up than everybody in your local bar? Most likely. So you got to kind of gauge yourself. And it's really, it's really not that complicated to do. Um, just if you want to dress up, you throw on a blazer that fits you well, and you're pretty much dressed up for everywhere in, this, in the United States. Really, and I'm sure it's not too different when you're overseas in, in, in Europe and Hong Kong and things like that. No, no, it's not. So the main problem for guys is that they feel uncomfortable doing this, right? It's not the, the things you're talking about. They're not rocket science. It's pretty straightforward advice, which is very practical and will just work. And it's very simple. Go and buy this, wear this, make sure it fits, uh, hyper important, and you'll be looking good. So how do you get guys out of to do that? 
Have you found any tips for helping guys to, to get take that first step? Because for you, you had this specific event in your life, kind of where, and then you said like, my clothes have got to change because I don't like this situation. But most guys, they're going along and they don't have a big event, a big pain event or, or something to make them think I really have to change this aspect of myself. Um, yeah, absolutely. The first thing is, it's almost like people find fashion at some point when it was too late. Like I found it when it was too late. So I had, so like, so now I'm making up for that. But for the most people, like you said, they are very, very comfortable. And you, uh, you know, society has deemed us to be very comfortable people. Don't be too audacious. Don't have too big of goals. Well, obviously that comes over into our day-to-day lives. And being that a lot of guys listening to this are probably ahead of that game because they're all about self-improvement and investing in themselves. You have to kind of, it, it, it's uncomfortable at first. And society makes fashion seem for men like you're gay if you like fashion. Like that's the number one barrier for guys. Like, oh, dude, you like fashion? What are you fucking homo? <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not. Is it is it wrong to want to look good? Gay guys always look good. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's in my course. Like, I you know, I say, dude, if you have a gay friend, most likely he needs to be on your speed dial because he can. He's the guy you want to go to the mall with, <laughs> like not your girlfriends, because they they the girls are going to tell you what to wear because they're only basing that off their opinions, and which are completely skewed because they have no idea what looks good on a guy. So the the first thing is is you have to shatter the belief in your mind that fashion is for gay men because that is 100%. And then the second thing that guys really blocks guys from doing this is they're afraid of the uncomfortable, uh, what their friends and, and family are going to think because that creates a, like a social pressure. And if they're not confident enough to deal with that, then like you said, they're going to revert back. And yes, your friends are going to fuck with you if you start dressing better, especially if you dress way better than them. But like in my case, my friends mess with me, but I, I stuck to it. I'm like, no, I'm just going to do this for a month and see what happens. And after about two, three weeks, I now dress all my friends. They pay me to take them to the mall. <laughs> so it, it's, you got to get through those little hurdles of uh, like uncomfortability to really see the difference. And, and going back to if you're, if it, 90% of your wardrobe is based off t-shirts and cargo shorts, you need, you need help. And that's like the average guy. And I call it the average guy's uniform as well. The daytime uniform for guys is like a pair of Nikes. Um, cargo shorts that are really baggy and like a shirt with a logo on it from probably two years ago. So it's like, oh, dude, that's wow. Yeah, that your shirt's way too old. This, this outfit does nothing for you. And you know, you look like just every other person walking around the streets of, the, of your town. So if you're not standing out in some way, and, and then really, if you start dressing well, you'll get compliments day in and day out. So, like, I, I, I consider a day a failure if I don't get a compliment at some point during the day. I'm like, fuck, I didn't get a comment there. I must not look as good as I should have. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just me, but everybody's different. But yeah, I hope that, I hope that touched on the point there. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And the, the compliment point is important too, because like most guys, you know, they probably haven't had compliments about their dress and they probably don't think it happens that much. But when you are dressing well, it does happen a lot. It's like daily, it's like you walk into Starbucks and randomly the, the, the girl behind the till is going to be like, man, that, that's a really nice shirt or whatever. I think it will surprise the guys that how often it does happen just walking about their days, doing things. People notice that stuff. Yeah, and then just, I mean, being aware of like the subtlety things that happen, whether or not you get served first at your local bar or when you're out of town. I mean, I've been upgraded to first class on planes because I was wearing like, I dress better than other people. And there's a judgmental aspect in itself. They don't want to put people in first class that don't look like they deserve to be in first class. So if you look like you deserve to be somewhere, chances are you can go get in there and be there. And that's how it is with like higher end nightclubs, I'm sure, in in like L.A., New York. If you look like you should be in VIP, well, they're going to put you in VIP. (laughs) So think of it like that. (laughs) It's very true. And it's it's unfortunate we don't like to think about the world this way. But the way you look is the way you're going to get treated off the bat. People are just going to assume you you are in a category based on, on the way you're dressing in particular. Because that's something you can control. So they kind of figure that, you know, if you're dressing a bit better, it's because you you belong in that social category that they've got set up in their mind. So you get more. Yeah, you get more benefits as well. So we're not just talking about dating here. Like, I, I think it's something that most guys think about in just a general sense for their, whether it's for their careers, business, and just in general in their lives. Upgrading your fashion sense and getting with it can make a big impact. Well, yeah, and, and to touch on that, like just completely going away from the dating aspect of dressing well. I mean, if you're in, a, in an environment that you are business casual every day, if you just take the little steps to go a little bit above everybody else in business casual, who do you think the boss is going to notice? Like now, and there's another, there's a, you can go too far with that. If you dress better than your boss, 
that's a bad thing. You don't, so you don't want to go too far with it. But if you come in somewhere in the middle, a little above everybody there, you're going to be the one that gets the higher end project. So you're going to be the one that the boss trusts. And, and that, that obviously, you know, if you know what you're doing, it's going to lead to higher pay raises, maybe, more, maybe a better promotion, um, perks of the job, like extra days off. And, and people don't think about it like this because, and to say one more thing about, you know, like why, what stops guys is also guys have this mentality that, oh, I don't care how I look. I'm cool with who I am. That stops guys dead in their tracks too, because it's like, okay, well, I get it. You, you have, you know, you have a girlfriend, cool, you, you know, or you're dating girls, but what if you just looked a little better when you go on your next date? What could that hurt? Uh, yeah, I want to touch on that because that's an that's an important point. There's, there's some advice out there, self help dating advice out there, which says you should be a really confident man and not care what other people think, and that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. I was at a seminar this weekend, and I came across a little bit of like kind of the darker side of that. I think um, in terms of there's a group of people, you know, they're doing some specific types of seminars. I'm not going to say who it is, and some of the instructors had pretty bad hygiene like dress and to the point that I felt kind of uncomfortable talking to them in terms of sweat smell or in terms of breath smell and things like this. And you can imagine the image it's setting for me. These people, they're in, in this structure and within that structure, they have hierarchy and everything, but, but they're instructing newcomers like me. And some, I'm, I'm obviously a bit, a lot better informed than the standard people going to their seminars who are just starting out. Right. And might not realize this kind of stuff. But for me, I was like, there's no way you guys are doing well in life. You know, it was like, I've heard about this organization for a long time and I wanted to go and check it out. And it really, I had a first impression from the media and everything. And I had a first impression when I got to that seminar and it was awful. I was like, this thing must be like some kind of weird setup. It's, it's not for real. It's not actually benefiting people. There's something not right about this because of this for a really bad first impression based on style and fashion and grooming, basically. Yeah. And that, I mean, I mean you don't get more than one first impression. I mean, so if you're in any type of situation where, you know, it matters how people perceive you, if you're slacking on how you look and dressing, and this goes all the way back to, I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, I mean, if you're not in shape, people are judging you. I mean, that, that to me, especially women, like if you're a, if you're a fat guy, you know, and I'm not trying to talk shit about people that are overweight. Cause that's a lot. I mean, I want to help people get better, but if you're overweight, women look at you as if you're lazy and then potential employers look at you. Oh dude, this guy is really sloppy and lazy. If you take the effort to be in shape, to dress well, to groom yourself, like, I mean, I even, a lot of my clients and myself personally, I get haircuts every two weeks. Yeah, it's a little more expensive, but I always look good. Like, I'm always prepared. Like, whether or not I walk out the door, I could walk right into a job interview and be fine. You know, so it's like, and, you, and going back on first impressions, you never know who you're going to meet. If you're dressed up well and you're in a, um, a higher end establishment, say a night, like a, you know, a higher end bar where, where, you know, you know, uh, wealthier people hang out. Let's just say you're nice to some dude and you buy him a drink. You have a conversation with the guy. He, he just happens to be like, let's say you're in finance. He just happens to own a finance company. He goes, man, I really like you. Why don't you come in, you know, for an interview on Monday. And he would, if you were wearing a sloppy outfit, he would not have invited you no, for that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely the social referral thing. It's like, unless you look good, they're not going to feel comfortable introducing you to things in their lives, wherever it be their friends. Even if the guy, you know, he meets you and he, he really likes you or the, or the girl really likes you and she thinks you're great boyfriend material for whatever reason, then she, if she feels uncomfortable about introducing you to her friends, then that's going to affect the whole relationship. And I've seen that dynamic play out before. Uh, very specifically with kind of your old taste of clothing. Uh, you know, I've seen someone who's uh, he had that old taste of uh, clothing and he hasn't kind of grown out of it. And it can be an issue to introduce them to other people because you know how other people are going to think about that. Yeah, and especially, and I have a joke. As I mean, you can be the, the drunk guy, Howard, being an ass, but if you're wearing a suit, people respect you more and they don't care what you're doing. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny that you said, like, because like, yeah, parents of girlfriends that you're potential going to meet, like they're going to judge you. They're going to be like, wow, is my daughter going to, you know, let's just say, is my daughter going to marry a guy that looks like he could rob a convenience store? Or is my daughter going to marry a guy who looks like he can go on to be the president? <laughs> like just things like that, they really do matter. The women have preconceived notions of men and people are like, it's hard enough right now as a guy to meet a girl. If it was easy, none of us would even have a business, you know? So it's, it's very hard for men to meet a quality attractive girls. So by dressing well, your first impression is going to be instant. She's going to 
automatically assume that, okay, he looks good enough. I can make him my boyfriend. I can introduce him to my parents. My friends are going to like him. I, I'm not embarrassed to hold his hand and walk down the street. All these things are happening. The second a woman looks at you and thinks about wanting to be with you. And these, those are the type of things that guys don't think about when they go out looking like normal or average, as I like to call it. It really does matter. And same thing with businessmen, potential clients. And I, and I call it, especially women, I call it invisible seduction. They're already like salivating over you before you even say hi. If they like how you're dressed and they, and they think they, if you hit all those checklists right away, it's going to be that much easier to get, you know, a first date, a phone number, even just take her home for the evening. It doesn't matter your goal. If you dress better, you're going to achieve that goal faster with a woman or even in life if you just look good doing it. Yeah. I think something important that maybe guys don't think about a lot is that a lot of attraction can take place before you even meet the girl. It's like when you walk into a bar and you're joking around with friends, there's the, you know, it's the way that you dress, there's the way you're talking to your friends, there's everything that's going on that a girl is potentially going to see earlier on in the night and later on in the night you'll get a girl that approaches you and you won't you won't be thinking about it too much but it's basically because of the, everything that's been going on and the same a lot that's even more so of course in social circles social events people notice a lot of stuff around them not just with the person they're talking to but the other people around them and how they're interacting so you learn a lot about those people so i think guys need to really have just kind of on a final point on how important it is for you to dress is just that Get this idea that before you actually get anywhere near to talking with someone, they've already noticed a lot of things about you, whether it's subconsciously or consciously. Um, and that's one of the reasons that this is so important. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to give your people steps that they can instantly, like things that they can go buy today that are going to help them. Exactly. By, Let's by get into that. Weekend. Yeah. Um, cool. So like I have like a checklist when I have a client who comes to me for the first time. I make them do the same things like right away. And the first thing is I say, whoever's cutting your hair, fire them and find somebody new. Because for the most part, guys have been going to the same hairstylist. Most likely they don't even go to hairstylists. And I say stylists because that, we'll get to that, but they go to barbers. And think of a barber shop as like an assembly line for average guys' haircuts. Right. They take 10 minutes. It is. They, they're, they're, <laughs> they're t- they take 10 minutes, you're in, you're out, boom, you're gone. Like there's no, there's, there's nothing... You don't, you rarely even talk to the guy. You might get a beer if you go to a higher end one, but that's it. Barbers is, is for the old generation. It's not like you see new barbers, which are focused on new hairstyles. They're just focused on very standard, get people in and out, as you're saying, like, which is used to be basically my father's generation. I don't know how you look at it. Yeah, it's very, very similar to that. Like, I mean, but that's the first step. I say, all right, I was like, find yourself a good hairstylist. And I say stylist because as a guy, I like to find, I mean, I tell my clients to get women. To find a good, like a girl that cuts hair that's really good and just, you know, hire her, basically. Go to like your local salon. I like interview my hairstylist. I'm like, I want to know that they're a fun person, that they're not a, they're, they'll, they'll push the envelope a little bit because you always want to be known as the fun hairstyle, the fun haircut that they do. If you're a single guy and you're the fun guy that, that one of the stylists cuts their hair, all the women in the hairstyling salon are going to be attracted to you. Guaranteed. It works every time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just another easier way for you guys to meet girls. But so would you say you should take care of picking your hairstylist? You know, you should maybe go to a few different places and find a girl that has a cool look. I don't know, like that maybe has a cool look that you think's pretty cool and a bit more out there. I like to find the like the really artsy, like you can pretty much know if you live in a city, you know, like the higher end. I always say go to the higher end hair salons because you're going to get the the best people because they don't hire people that, that suck if they're if the salon is known for being a higher end salon. Now, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more, but the compliments and the confidence you're going to get from the haircut far outweighs like the extra $10 that you're going to pay going to a higher end salon. Right. So, and it's worth doing doing this once and then you'll get a new haircut and then you could go to another place and say, give you the same, right? You don't necessarily have to pay that money every time. Yeah, no, you don't. It's, it, and it, you, you get a, a routine. Like I pay $26 for my haircut and I do it every two weeks and I tip the girl 10 bucks. I mean, yeah, some people may be like, oh, that's a lot. But in my opinion, like, I never walk out of there with a bad haircut because, and that's another fact too, that when you go to a hairstylist to you, your hair is like art to them. They want you to walk out of there happy because they're, you're going to tell all your friends. And my hairstylist loves me because I sent her a lot of fucking people. Like that's the first step. And that Okay. So just for that first haircut, um, have you got any brand names or chains that are higher end and that guys could trust to go there instead of trying to figure out what a high end salon is for them? Um, I mean, in the United States, we have Aveda, which is like they're pretty much all over. And they're like a hairstylist school and they have tons of salons. So, I mean, that, that's like one step. I know, I know there's J-Cons, 
but I don't know, like, because I mean, they're very territorial, like territorial to like the, the county and towns you live in. So it, it could. But I would just I mean, literally, we have Google just do hair, hair, hair salon, uh, you know, Boise, Idaho, and see what pops up. And then you I mean, with Yelp, I mean, you can get kind of an idea if there's good haircuts coming out of it. OK, look at look at Yelp. Look at those two brands. That's, that's a good start. Yeah. And that's in the States. I don't know what goes on overseas. So because like I said, I only know I mean, what's, what goes on here in the U.S. in, in my area. But yeah, that's the first step. And then actually take the time and go walk in there and just kind of talk to the girl at the front desk and be like, yeah, I'm looking for somebody, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a little out of my comfort zone. I really want to get like a, you know, I want to get a long-term relationship with a hairstylist who's going to kind of be a little fun, maybe push the envelope, give me some edgier hairstylist, things are going to make me stand out. And, and, and the, most of the time the girl at the front desk would be like, okay, I know exactly who you need. And she'll like literally make you an appointment on the spot. That's what happened to me. And that's happened twice now. I've done that too, like, because I lived in a different area of my town for a while. And I did that the first time I got an amazing girl. And then I moved to a farther away from there. So I got a new salon closer to me. Yep. Same thing. And mm. that works every time. Well, that's very important because you, like, you gave them a bit of guidance there. And of course, you know, at the end of the day, like the hairstylist's job is to make you happy. So if you don't tell her you want to push the edge a little bit or give her some idea of what you're trying to do, then she might think, well, this guy is very conservative. If you've got a conservative look, for instance, and she might like adapt to that if you're not really kind of putting it out there. Yeah, you got to tell her you want to push the envelope a little bit and get and, and tell her that like I told the girl because I went to a really long hair and I was like, I want you to take me out of my comfort zone. I don't care if I say no, don't do it. Or if I'm happy, yeah. just keep That's selling cool. me on the benefits as to why I need this. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm and you should expect to feel uncomfortable with a new haircut. Oh, always, every time. Yeah. So that's yeah. like step one, get yourself a hairstylist. And step two is to take a look at all the clothes in your closet and throw out and get rid of all the shit that doesn't fit. And yeah, burn it. <laughs> so, but ultimately, most of the time, everything a guy owns doesn't fit or looks like shit. So, you know, step three would be, okay, go, you need to buy the basic items that make a guy look good. Can we talk a little bit about more fit? Because it's so important. Literally 90% of the people working around me all the time have clothes that don't fit. In the US in particular, I'd say, actually. It seems to, and then when I shop in the US, I have to buy a small, like all the time to get it to fit me. So there's something crazy about sizes here as well, which encourages people to have clothes that don't fit. I, I feel when I'm here, because I'm not a tiny guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, when I'm built up a bit, you know, I'm not actually that tiny, but I still find myself getting small or medium maximum uh, most of the time. So I know, how would you tell a guy to get something that fits? Well, the first thing is, is probably whatever size shirt they're wearing right now, they could actually wear the next size down. So that's like starting point. But ultimately, it's just, you don't want the shirt to be too baggy. You want it to hug your, hug your physique. Now, if you're a little heavier, this is where heavier guys get really uncomfortable. A baggy shirt makes you look fatter. It doesn't accentuate your natural human curves, which are the, the wide shoulders, narrow waist, you know, like they call it like an X frame or the V taper. So you want to accentuate that even if you're fat, like you, you, so I'm not saying buy tight clothes that are like skin tight on you, but buy them that hug your physique. And that's where people, like they get a little uncomfortable because maybe, you know, 10, 15 pounds of their weight and they're self-conscious about that, whatever. But you put on and, and I mean, if you're constantly that wear darker clothing, and that's another tip for if you're a bigger guy, wear dark grays and blacks, but back on the fit thing, I mean, and then your pants, you don't want them to make you look like a square. So you do want to go slim leg or like, I mean, I'm 6'2", 215 pounds and I wear skinny jeans, like not the skin tight ones. Like that looks like you're wearing leggings, but like my pants, like they, they fit me and I get lots of compliments on how I dress all the time. So just those two things, like making sure that your shirt's not overly baggy and it kind of hugs your physique and your pants don't, you want to be able to see your shoe. So if your jeans that you currently wear, like overshadow your shoe, you're definitely wearing too baggy of jeans. Yeah, because the other thing is length so those are two that you of, have to get right as well. You know, you can get it too long. Yeah. I mean, length, you don't want them bunching up too much at the bottom, but you don't want them coming up too short either, especially jeans. Like got, like suits right now are in style that, that show a lot of ankle, but that's if you go in that right. That's like kind of more advanced stuff. I don't really want to touch on that because when you're thinking about that, you kind of know what the hell you're doing anyways. But yeah, you don't want like, you know, your, the bottom of your jeans to look like a giant accordion. Your pants are all folded over your ankle. So those are like the basics of fit. Great. But Great. So basically, just to round off that, the, the major point you made there is it should show the form of your body, not hide it, right? So if you, you can't see the form of your body, and even if you're a little bit overweight, 
it might be a good idea to do this anyway. It's going to give you that little bit of encouragement because what you're doing every day is you're hiding, you, you know, if you say you're a few pounds overweight and you're wearing this baggy clothes, it's a, it allows you to ignore the fact that there's some weight that you'd like to get rid of. If you're wearing something that actually shows your form, you're like, yeah, I do need to get rid of this belly every single day. It's a constant reminder. And at the end of the day, what you want is to get rid of that, you know, and a little bit of short term pain in terms of discomfort is always going to be necessary, no matter what we're doing in this area of our lives anyway. So why not do it that way? You know, if it's going to get the end result within a month or two months, a lot easier. Absolutely. Totally. You said it best. That, that like nails everything. Like if you nail fit and also if you're still like listening to this, you're like, man, I really don't, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Take, go get a magazine or Google images of celebrities, Brad Pitt, Matthew McConaughey, um, like Jared Leto, all these, like, you know, just, you know, even rock stars, like just Google these people and look at how their clothes fit. And then take their picture on your phone and go to the store and try to get clothes that make you look similar to that picture. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And that's an easy way. And I call that celebrity modeling. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to dress, pick a celebrity you like and just copy him. Like, right. It, 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 you're going to do better because Hollywood stylists dress celebrities day in, day out. They're paid to make them look good. So, that's an important point. And any film, even if it's like not uh, like the most modern film or, or whatever, like that, there's a lot of time and effort put into choosing the clothing. So pretty much anything people are wearing in, in films or, or on TV is, is normally pretty decent. If you look at the good, the top shows and, and all of this, you did mention rock stars there. And I, I was wondering if that's a little bit um, could be problematic for some guys if they start looking at rock stars, because rock stars do tend to wear. Yeah, they push the more out there. very, very far. And, and, and if you are going for that, I like I mean, we, we thought about this, but I like what I call the bad boy look. Uh, well, let me we'll touch that on, on that in a second, because let's just go to the top. Like first thing, because we can get in the bad boy look and that's going to probably confuse people if I don't tell sure. them, like what to start with first. So, OK, um, let's let's put the rock star on the bad boy book on, 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 yeah. on, on for the next subject. Now, yeah. let's, what else you got? Um, so number three. So now that you, you understand fit and you got a good haircut, you're, now you're miles ahead of everybody that, you know, or you're surrounded by. So next thing is, is you want to get a good pair of dark jeans and like you're going to take the same idea with fit and it doesn't matter the brand don't get caught up on the brand if you buy them from you know h&m like all these like lower dollars that's fine just make sure they fit you good and they accentuate your body and a dark pair of jeans is very versatile you can dress them up or dress them down then so that would be like step three get yourself some nice dark dark pants and step four would be grab yourself a nice pair of boots and these are uh, guys get uncomfortable when they wear boots. They probably used to wear an athletic shoes their entire life, but one good pair of boots uh, will just, they dress up any outfit and they kind of give you an edge. They kind of give you a little edginess. So guys always wearing boots. It's kind of cool. And the cool thing about boots is you don't really ever need to clean them. The more you wear them, the more you beat them up, the better they look. So they're very versatile and they last fucking forever, man. Like, so that's, that's like, those are the first, it's like, and then for shirts, Let's talk a bit more boots because I think they're really interesting and there's lots of different colors you can get and start and like some, some guys might want to start kind of easy. I know like and versus, you know, the ones you're talking about, which are beaten up and can look really cool and, you know, they kind of get better over time. Um, I, that could be a little bit more advanced for some guys, but I'll tell you, like I've had more comments about my boots over the years than any other part of my clothing. So I think guys think, oh, it's just a thing on my feet. But I think girls look at feet a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure I know the scientific reason for that. I think it's because it's the smallest detail. So it's kind of like most guys are going to ignore it and not pay attention to it. So it's kind of like a good indicator. Does he have it all together or does he just have some of it together? That's the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, and, and that's absolutely correct. I mean, like, I, you know, I know you see, like, they, they always say there's that, like, cliche saying that women look at the guy's shoes first. I think it's seconds. I think the haircut ah. is first because... She's going to look at your face first because women don't walk around looking at sure. the ground. <laughs> so, so that, that's my, that's why I say get the haircut first, but yeah, absolutely. Like shoes. If a guy wears, takes the time to buy a nice pair of shoes and it takes care of them, you know, he doesn't, they don't have mud all over him or anything. Like it just, once again, it says, Oh, this guy takes care of himself. He's not. Wait, so when you say boots, what types of boots are, are good? Like I know there's different heights. Um, I, I prefer, I don't like to say there's some really, really high boots that you can get. I don't really go for those. And I, and if you're just starting out, I don't recommend you go for those either. Um, but like a mid boot, uh, they have like, I mean, every shoe company, uh, Steve Madden, Aldo, um, I'm partial to a company called GBX. We have those here in the United States, but they don't sell overseas, I believe. 
but there's stores in the mall. I mean, any of your shoe stores, like your, your higher end department stores, they all have the boots and it's really a personal preference and guys do kind of get messed up if you give them too many decisions. So they have what is called just like a cat toe boot and it doesn't have any designs on it. And it's just a, a basic, like military kind of looking boot. I mean, every company has one like that. And I tell, usually tell guys to start there and get them in black. <laughs> because if you start to get, I mean, brown boots look, you'll get more compliments on a nice pair of brown boots than black. But when you're just starting out, you want to always be matching. You want everything to kind of go together. And like you said, we're getting out of your comfort zone. So uh, a good pair of black boots really goes far. And, and I like the edgier stuff. I mean, I prefer like, like buckles on the sides of them, zippers. I mean, you're going to see if you, if you open your eyes to what's available in boots, you're going to see a lot of cool designs. So if you, you really, and it's hard to go wrong. I mean, honestly, like I, I really, I don't really have like, a, I've never seen a guy buy a pair of boots and go, those things are stupid. Like I've, ne- I've never had a client do that to me. It's also in terms of economics, if you get the, the black boots, which are like the midsize ones you're talking about, and they don't have any crazy zips or anything on them, you can wear those for work too. Those will be fine for work or anything. So if, you, if you've got economic issues and you want to just buy one pair of shoes, well, buy, but these black boots can go pretty much every situation you're going to go in. Exactly. And, and the good thing about boots is, and don't go too cheap on them. I like to spend around a hundred dollars. And I know that's right. like, like, there's like a mid range we have here in the States. We have like H and M and cotton on and they sell boots at like 50 bucks, but they don't last like six months. They fall apart. Right. So how long would the boots you buy last? Cause that's the point of economics. You know, it's important. Like how, how long are we going to use these for? Your middle of the road brands, which are Steve Madden, Aldo, the GBX, they're middle of the road brands. There's higher end that costs five, 600 bucks. But middle of the road can cost you anywhere between 100 to $150. But they will last you. If you wore them every single day, they're going to last you a year. Yeah. And, and even at the end of that year, you're going to go, damn, I don't even need to throw these away. They still look beat up and awesome. You know? Right, right. And you get them resold because, you know, the first thing to go sometimes is the sole. If you really do wear them a lot, like me, I've had boots that last years, but I love them. So I'll get them resold and they're, they're like brand new and they look beaten up. Yep. So they're pretty cool. Exactly. And, and the more like beat up that the upper, that the, the actual shell gets, I guess, I don't know what they call it, the shell or the, the outer side. Like, I mean, it just looks better. <laughs> like, and you can wear boots with a suit. You can wear boots with jeans. You can wear khakis, chinos, corduroys. It doesn't matter. You can wear them with everything. And that's why I, like, they're on my checklist because they're just easy for guys to get. They're readily available. You can get them at any shopping mall and they look good. Great, man. That's, that's a great roundup of the boots topic, I think. Very practical advice for guys there. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to get out of here. Like, just wear something a little edgier, man. Like, I mean, people listen to this. Like, you will get compliments on your shoes. I promise you that. So... Um, so next would be, so you got the, you got the haircut, you got the, uh, the dark jeans, you got a pair of boots, now shirts. For most guys, um, all their shirts are usually have logos on them. I avoid logos at all costs because I think logos, not, and I'm not talking like a little polo logo or like real small like logos. I'm talking about like t-shirts with giant like naked women on them and things like that. Like you don't want to wear that at all. So with shirts, I say stick to, to solid colors, black, white, gray, uh, dark blue. And I say go V-neck. And the reason I say go V-necks is because V-necks actually help your face look slimmer because of the center line that creates down your chest. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And that's actually scientifically proven <laughs> as far as shirts. Those are like, and that, that uniform right there, you can wear and look, look really good. A nice crisp, like, and, and once again, fit is everything on the V-neck. Don't buy one that's too big. Don't buy one that's too small. Find a brand that you really like and it fits you well. And you'll know when you put on a shirt that fits you well, you will know. Yeah, so this is pretty much what I do. I, I've got a, a brand of plain t-shirts that I buy uh, at V-Nex. Uh, but I'm, I just like you to reinforce why you don't buy pictures because I'm sure, like you say, everyone is pretty much got these logos and, and pictures and, and words and stuff that they're buying for all of their different t-shirts. Why do you recommend not to do that? Like once again, this goes back to my extreme sports days. I mean, when, when you see, when you're a kid and you're in high school, what are you wearing? You're wearing shirts with pictures on them and like crazy logos. Like that's what you wear in high school. Like once you graduate high school, you know, you go to college and college is a little more dressed up. Like you, you do kind of wear different things in college. And especially when you graduate college and come into the real world, you don't see if like, I don't know. I mean, if I see a 30 year old guy wearing, we have brand uh, called fatal and they just make you look young and they don't make you look like, especially that you make any type of money. They make you look like you're going to rob a convenience store, <laughs> add those in with the, the baggy cargo shorts and skate shoes. And you look like a hoodlum. 
Yeah, and if you go back to your TV film thing, you never see logos on T-shirts um, or, or anything in those. It's always like plain black ones. If you think like Californication, I mean, that guy's just wearing a plain black T-shirt every single show for the last 10 seasons. Yeah, yeah. David Duchovny. Definitely, I mean, and that's why, like, it just makes you look young and it makes you look cheap. And there's probably somebody somewhere like Rob Deerdeck. I don't know if you know who that is, but he, he can get away with wearing logos on his shirts because he's a multimillionaire. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so there are exceptions to the rule, but if you're just starting out, they just make you look young and you're not going to get respect from anybody that you want to get respect from if you look too young. So that's why I say avoid logos on shirts. So yeah, so that's like your, I mean, you can wear that uniform. Now, this is the cool part. And there's two options that I give people and you got to get a nice jacket and whether that be a nice, well-fitting tailored blazer or a nice denim jacket or a leather jacket, doesn't matter which one they're going to give you. That, that's how you're going to dress one step above everybody. And you, that, that's it. I mean, but there, there are lots of options there. I mean, I mean, I could talk about jackets for the scope of like two uh, Skype calls, <laughs> but uh, it's more complicated, right? The jacket. Yeah. Well, because the jacket's going to represent what you want to present to the world. So you have, if you wear a nice, well-fitting like black blazer, now you're going more for that type of wall street type of finance look, even though you are wearing the jeans. So it is a little dressed down. It's not a full suit, but you're going to have, but you're going to, you know, exude an air of like little arrogance. Like, yeah, I wear a blazer. Like I, I make a little bit of money. That's like one option for guys to take. And once again, fit is everything. And, and for a reference, look at the celebrities when they wear suits at the Oscars. That's how you want your, your jacket to fit. Don't buy a suit jacket that's too big. It makes you look like a midget, you know? So, so that, and, but the second option, which is really, I mean, like I kind of send my clients more towards like a leather jacket or a denim because they're not quite as dressed up and they kind of give that bad boy look, the rugged edge, the, like the I'm cool. I'm like a little rock star kind of thing. And that gives a little more confidence and guys, women are more attuned to uh, talking to a man that has a little ruggedness and edge. Cause as you know, women love bad boys. I mean, it's like proven, but <laughs> if you have like, I, I prefer like a dark, I call it a wax denim and you can get them. Like, I mean, we have like American Eagle, like, I mean, like Abercrombie and Fitch has them. Express has them. We have lots. I mean, you could find a, a denim jacket in black in any store in my mall, like where I go locally. So I'm sure it's similar in every every other county or state. So like that's like a really really good option for guys. If they if they call it if you can get like a like Levi's makes what they call trucker jackets, and they're just like a black denim, and it just adds that extra layer. And fashion is really all about layers. And if you take the extra mile to add in layers it makes you assume that you're a higher fashion guy and women immediately hit that checkbox in their mind. This guy knows how to dress. And then if you want to go one step further, but also climate conditions, like I live in Florida, so it's hard for me to wear leather. It's really hot. So you got to take that into account as well, but you can get like a leather jacket and they, they have those that like, they have fake leather jackets at like H and M that are like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, or you can go all the way up to like diesel has leather jackets that cost a grand. It's kind of where you want to spend what you can spend. But I can tell you, the more you can spend on certain pieces, like a nice pair of boots, a nice jacket, these are lifetime pieces. They last you forever. You don't throw them away. So that's one thing to take into account when you start investing. And I call it like investing in fashion. Like the other day, I just bought a $450 Hugo Boss blazer. And that put me out of my comfort zone. I never really bought anything that expensive, but I didn't have to take it to get tailored. And it's going to last me for probably 10, 15 years. It just looks amazing. So these are things that like, I mean, this is getting a little far. I mean, once you're starting out, like I'm getting a little on scope of like beginner fashion people now, but yeah, it, I think we got a good collection of tips for like definitely to get them moving, to get them started. And God, I would love to see some guys what they're turning out, like what they're starting to put together just based on these tips and the, like the kind of reactions that would change. Cause I know for a fact that, you know, start things would start changing so you brought up the topic of like bad boy a, a little bit just and earlier what is it about the bad boy look that you, you think is interesting well for me what i basically the, the outfit that i just gave everybody kind of really goes it, it is kind of like what i call it like the bad boy uniform um it creates a, a like a ruggedness and like a like an edge and, and a guy's like i'm telling you like it's like when you put on like a leather jacket or a denim jacket or a nice blazer like your mindset shifts and it's hard to explain if you live it and do it, but it, it just does. And it gives you that little sense of little arrogance, which bad boy and confident people have. Bad boy is just about being confident in your own, in your attitude and in your surroundings. 
You know, like you think rock stars, they stand up on stage and, and they fucking sing in front of millions of people. That takes arrogance. That takes confidence. Like, and that's what guys, they, they struggle and they lack confidence. So you can kind of fake that a little bit just by how you dress and what you put on. Right. So it sounds like it's, it's communicating that little bit more confidence because you're standing out a little bit more than, than before, right? Yeah. And it goes together like a nice pair of boots. Like rock stars kind of wear, tend to wear boots. It's kind of like their staple. So you wear a nice pair of boots and you got your dark jeans that are kind of worn in a little bit. You wear them a bit. You maybe, maybe you don't shave to your clean cut. So you have a little stubble going and then boom, you have on like this like denim jacket. Like women just like, I mean, it's like sex appeal. Like they're attracted to that. It's like an image and you are embodying that image because women are predisposed to like certain types of guys. And you know, they talk about the girl next door, liking the bad boy, you know, the guy who like flunks out of school, but he's like a rock star. Like it just creates this like little schoolgirl crush on whoever that they're in front of. And that, if you're trying to pick up women, that breaks down the barriers, man. I mean, I'm not saying that a bad boy is a loser because you definitely don't want to be a loser. But if you can dress with this rugged appearance and you have your shit together, dude, you're like, you're like a catch and you're going to have no problem meeting women. So is this a little bit more advanced, like putting together a bad boy image? I think it is because it's not so much the, like, the, it's not so much, it's the mentality of the bad boy. And that's why I talk, like I have my product about this image and it's more about the mentality and the confidence and how to exude this image. Like you can dress okay. like this, but if you're still kind of shy and a pussy, it's not going to work for you. Right, right. Uh, and I'm sure you can relate. I mean, you, that, that makes sense because I mean... Yeah, it comes down to the negative social pressure we were talking about earlier. You, if you don't have the confidence to put up work with it, then you're going to tend to get some negative social pressure and it's going to work against you instead of for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I have two courses and I know like you sell, you've done a review of my main course, which is called 51 Handsome Guys Secrets. And I, I like everybody to start there. Like for the most part, I really don't sell bad boy until like, they, people have kind of gone through my course and know what the hell is going on with like how to put together outfits and how things should fit, how to get a tailor, you know, what socks to wear. Like, I mean, like that's what 51 Handsome Guys Secrets is, is just, it's like step-by-step. Step. It's like, do this, go this, tell your socks this, buy this, get this, do this. It's okay if you try this, do this. You know? And it just takes people along that line and it gives them a solid understanding of just the basics of fashion and how to put outfits together that don't suck right we at dating skills we think fashion is huge and important because it's really an easy thing to fix uh, and to get started with uh, it takes you a little bit out of your comfort zone um, there's a little bit of discomfort we find everyone avoids it everyone wants to get into conversation skills attraction skills and all the other stuff and they kind of avoid it for example like we got this dating skills academy mentoring now and nearly every single guy has to like start working on his image because it's something he's avoided. Even if he's like doing pretty well with the women, we still find that he's done very little work on his image. And it's something I've been like thinking about for years. It's like, why is this? Why, why does everyone avoid this topic so much? And like, we talked a little bit about the discomfort and, and things today. Um, and I hope we've given guys a bit more motivation. Like we've kind of slammed the nail in it a few times um, today, like how important it is and how it impacts other areas of your life as well. And, We've talked about it in previous episodes uh, before as well, but I just think it's super important to talk about because it's easy to work on compared to with conversation skills and all the other stuff that takes time. That takes like kind of mental change, like neural connections change, like r real, real change. Changing your image can be done in a week. And so it, it feels uncomfortable. Guys don't like that, but it really does make an, a big difference straight away. So I'd love, I love guys to get started there. So if you haven't taken action on already, you know, we've checked out, um, Ryan's course, and we think it's the most practical beginner's course, which is why I got him on um, today. And, you know, we talked about a lot of the, the first steps which you can start acting on already. All, all the basic practical stuff you just gave out today. I mean, guys could go to the shops this weekend and get that basic uniform and already be started. And, and then once you've done that, do you find guys, once they've done that first uniform, do you find like they're going to be uncomfortable for a couple of weeks, a month, or like, how does it work? Because I mean, the first step's the hardest, but what happens afterwards? Oh, it's, it's quick, man. Like I, I have a friend, he's about 40 pounds overweight. He came to me like he wasn't happy with how his life was going. He was lonely. First thing I did was I, we obviously, I, I got him a workout program. He's going to the gym, but I took him to the mall. Like I got him just some basic stuff. He spent 300 bucks and I got him exactly what I just told you guys to buy. And he went out that weekend and like by him, he went, he went out of town. I think he was with his family or something. And he came back. He's like, dude, I'm obsessed with fashion. Now the compliments were amazing. And it's, it's that quick. It's like, 
just the little action step. And I promise it's like, I tell my people that are like hesitant on like taking any of my advice. I'm like, yo, like go to the mall and buy this, wear it out this weekend and then call me on Monday. That's all I say. <laughs> Everybody always calls me back. The results speak for themselves and the, con- the uncomfortableness and the, you know, being like uncomfortable in your clothes, it goes away very quickly because the second you get a compliment, it's gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes down. Like when, once you get that first compliment, you're like, wow, okay. And you start resetting your discomfort with it, start getting comfortable with it. And then I guess you see guys exploring more style and stuff steadily over time. Yeah. You start getting obsessed with looking good. And, and, it, and I think it's a good obsession personally, but yeah, you'll, you start learning and researching on your own as well. Most of the, all my clients have my course, so they know the basics and they go from there. And then, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for all the details. There's really practical advice and helping to hit guys on the head again um, on this topic because it's important. And I just love to get that out there again. A couple of questions we always ask everyone who comes on the show. Like, first of all, like besides yourself, who do you think has really great quality advice in this area? Or like I'm talking very broadly here. So dating, sex, relationships, it could be fashion. It could be, it could be absolutely anything in this whole area. But guys that you or good advice that you've seen out there. Um, good. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really good friends with uh, Jason Capital. Um, he's the kind of one of the reasons I'm in this industry and like doing what I'm doing with. He was the one that kind of encouraged me to share the fashion advice with guys, and I really like his stuff. I think it's very practical. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Christian Hudson's. Uh, his girlfriend activation system is a great product, as well as um, I like Mark Manson and models. I believe that book is awesome. And then just being a student of personal development, just always in. in like I read a ton of books, man. It's, you're not going to find, like, I find inspiration in freaking movies and TVs and it's all about just being bettering myself and I want to make myself a higher value person. So that's a great, great point. Thank you for making that. Are there any great books you've read recently? Oh, I love 50th Law by Robert Greene and 50 Cent. Like that's like my go-to for motivation and just being awesome. Uh, one that I read is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, that book has had like a profound impact. It's, it's all about taking little action steps every day to improve your quality of life. And I mean, fashion, fitness, uh, self-confidence, dating. If you just do one thing every single day, you're going to improve yourself no matter what. <laughs> so. Great, man. Yeah, I love all of Robert Greene's books. Oh, I've I love them. reread most of them. That guy just does so much research. Um, and so much has gone into each book. It's just super high quality. And it's very, I mean, it's detailed. It's hard to read some of them. But um, maybe get the audio ones and it goes in easier. Like Mastery, I had to literally get the audio one because it wouldn't go into my head because it was so thick and deep yeah and the cool thing about robert green you could read all of his subtitles and kind of get the gist of it too <laughs> sure yeah yeah exactly he has a title and it tells you what it is it's nice to get the reason why and you read into the depth but you could walk away with just the titles and, and get what he's pushing it okay man and uh if you had free tips to give guys to like take away to get better at this as fast as possible what would be the free tips to take away today uh well obviously my course but beyond that just i'm telling like there's just something about a nice pair of boots jeans and a nice fitting v-neck i I promise people that'll never go wrong with that that's my go-to and a good hairstylist like everything i gave you i I live it i preach it like i I would die with that advice telling people to do that great ryan thank you so much for making the time today to be on the show Uh, it's been a great uh very passion i can see the passion you have so it's been great to have that on the show really enjoy having you here oh thank you man i appreciate the ability to talk to your people and share share the word of fashion take control of your dating life today take one idea or one insight from today's episode and apply it today don't wait do it today that's all it takes to change your life step by step episode by episode Learn more about what I, Angel Donovan, and my team do at DatingSkillsReview.com. How we help men like you take control of their dating lives.